0: The Chargers have hired their new quarterback's coach to help guide superstar quarterback Justin Herbert, and we think he's in good hands.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David And We've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen, To make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. And David, we have news today because the Chargers have hired Doug Neusmeyer to be their new quarterbacks coach, and he was the quarterback coach for the Cowboys, and now has a lot of you know familiarity with new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. So we're going to talk about how we feel about that. I think we both generally like the move because he becomes the heir apparent as we see it to the throne, and there's still more Justin Herbert. Can unlock. And I also like the fact that now Justin Herbert has two quarterbacks or two former quarterbacks, kind of in the two highest offensive positions of power, and how that can help him. And just having dealt with a lot of different quarterbacks. But we'll also talk about another new hire, Jeff Howard, the new linebackers coach replacing Michael Wilhoyt, which was a surprising move. So we'll talk about what you know what we think about this guy who's pretty much only coached defensive backs at the nfl level but this episode is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook official sportsbook of the nfl make every moment more visit fanduel.com lockdown today to get started david doug newsmire the former cowboys quarterback coach now comes along with kellen Moore. what is your first reaction to it? did you like the move this is someone we kind of brought up before and we're thinking made a lot of sense and now it's official
1: yeah and just like you said it just looked like a move that made a lot of sense it was very logical this was uh you know someone that's familiar that worked intimately with kellen moore the new chargers offensive coordinator someone who is going to be in his court who's coming over to a new team a new organization who you know you get to bring somebody you're familiar with obviously you know kellen moore said he had to a good uh, relationship so far with Brandon Staley and that's great. But whenever you step into a new situation, it's always nice to have somebody that you're familiar with, somebody that you know.
0: Absolutely. And this is a guy that comes with a a long track record and a ton of success, you know, at a lot of different places, but you know, help Dak really have some of the best seasons of his career been with Kellen Moore since 2018. So they have a ton of familiarity come from kind of the same coaching tree of Scott Linehan. Who's who Kellen Moore was under, Scott Linehan was the coach for him in college for two seasons. Doug Neusmeyer, who was a great college quarterback too. So we'll talk about that as well. But the biggest thing here is, and the thing we've been worried about is who they were going to pick at this position, because that becomes the heir apparent to the offensive coordinator throne, Right. And this only matters if the chargers go off offensively in 2023. Right. So this is a good problem to have. And if not, they could both be gone. You know, if Brandon Staley's on the hot seat in 2023. So if things go well, This is a guy that makes a lot of sense, right? Finally, hopefully being able to, even if they have to switch coordinators, keep some continuity for Justin Herbert, who's going into his third OC in his fourth season, right? And you're getting someone in Newsmeyer who helped build the Kellen Moore offense, right, that has been there with Kellen Moore the entire time he's been offensive coordinator for the Cowboys pretty much, besides one season basically. But it was there even in that one season in a different role. Like, and that's what you want. Like, this is a dude who knows this offense front to back and that's exactly what you need if you're going to be moving on from another offensive coordinator after 2023.
1: Yeah, because Kellen Moore is already a guy that has received and done head coaching interviews. So right. in in this situation here working with Justin Herbert is if he's able to unlock the somewhat, you know, what seemingly un, you know, limitless potential that Justin Herbert brings to the table and we really see everything that he is capable of doing there's a good chance that kellen moore uh you know just like the string of other young coaches that have got hired as head coaching uh head coaches this cycle kellen moore might be out the door following them with his own head coaching position so especially somebody- under a
0: defensive coach right because that's the yeah. important thing here because like it you know- if it was Andy Reid and Kellen Moore was under Andy Reid, he probably wouldn't be necessarily getting the first call there because it's like everyone gives them the credit for that. He gets full credit, but good yes. or bad. He gets the you know the total load of it because that's exactly what Joe Lombardi had right. Like yeah. when your coach is a defensive minded coach, you're going to get the credit either way, whether it's a failure right. or whether it goes great.
1: Yeah. No safety net there at all. But if you do well and and you go out there and you excel, you get to take all the glory. You get to take all the credit. You get to put your stamp on it and say, hey, that was me. I did that. I was able to unlock Justin Herbert. I was the one that can do that for the Chargers, and I can do that for your organization and for your team. So just as much as Kellen Moore wants to excel in his new position here, it's going to be beneficial for him to do that because he wants to be a head coach. So for him to want to have to want to be a head coach and to have Doug Neusmeyer in the building that is like you said understands the offense, can communicate the offense to, you know, seemingly step into that position if Kellen Moore does get that that head coaching job, that seamless transition is what you want. You just want, especially with Justin Herbert who like we've talked about has so much has had to endure so yeah. much turnover in his you know college and professional career to kind of limit that as much as possible with someone who understands the offense is just smart business And, like, I don't think there's
0: another person on the planet that would be more equipped if you want to keep going with what Kellen Moore kind of builds here, right? You know, maybe he throws his own wrinkles in there, too. And we probably haven't really fully seen what a full-blown Kellen Moore offense looks like because he had Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett looking over his shoulder, right? So now them two guys get to get in the lab. And I think the timing of it is not a coincidence because the Ravens just hired their offensive coordinator over the weekend. And this is a guy that was applying for that, right? He he was a candidate for the Ravens' OC job. So I think yeah. once that ended up not coming through, and they went with Todd Munkin from Georgia, it lined up to where okay, now he's instead of taking an OC job because he was in the mix for OC jobs, right. you know, which is a good sign. Yeah. he comes in as the Chargers' quarterback coach, and it makes a ton of sense for both these guys because not only yes. does Kellen Moore get a great chance to be a quarterback and you know head coach, yeah. this guy gets a, a real chance to step up and be you know an offensive coordinator for an NFL team you know something that i think he definitely has to appeal to him right but that yeah. is the thing about justin herbert because as good as he's been the first couple of seasons he can still improve and like yeah pep hamilton you know got some good things out of him you know shane day hard not know exactly what you know was him what was lombardi how much that but their first season they were good together obviously but doug newsmeyer also gets the chance to you know find some of those ways that maybe justin herbert hasn't been you know truly unlocked yet
1: Yeah. So, you know, hopefully next year, Justin Herbert is fully healthy. He's not uh, bogged down by any injuries. And we get to see some more of the athleticism that Justin Herbert brings to the table. More of that QB running game, which was showed in Dallas and that Dallas offense and we know Justin can do it we know why he didn't do it last year is obvious the injuries were going to prevent him and you don't want to lose your quarterback for the year and you know you're going to take him out of those situations if he's coming back fully healthy that's one of the things I'd like to see incorporated in the offense also maybe try to make him take a little more chances. You know, he's very risk averse. He checks it down a lot, which is okay. You know, you want to keep the chains moving. You want to keep possession. But with that arm, with that ability, you want to see him unleash it a little more. Take taking take a a few chances here and there. And we might see some even bigger numbers that we've already seen from Justin Herbert um, being one of the best quarterbacks through his first three years in NFL history. When when you're talking about what you want
0: to see more, it's just explosiveness, right? With, yes. with an offense that has Justin Herbert, you want it to be more explosive. You yeah. want to see more quarterback runs. You're not asking him to be a Lamar Jackson, obviously. No. You know your strengths, but like he hasn't run so much where you could legitimately catch people off guard, and he has the athleticism, where if you do, that could be a 20, 30-yard gain, right? Definitely. He, you know, and we've seen that from him in years past. But yeah, maybe some of the arm angles, right? I've seen a lot of batted passes from Justin Herbert, maybe he can Too clean many. a little bit of that up. But, yeah, the confidence to stick on some reads a little bit longer. You yeah. don't usually want to stick on reads as a quarterback. You want to right. get through it quickly. But most people don't have, you know, the V8 brain that Justin Herbert <laughs> has up there where he's getting through them <laughs> the so academic quickly. academic Heisman. That a lot of times he's still going with the right pass. A lot of times sure. the right play in those situations is the check down. But right. maybe, you know, getting him to push the ball down the field more, which Dak was able to do. The average depth of target for Dak's receivers, you know, and where he's throwing the ball was much higher than Justin much higher. Herbert's last year. Yeah. And I think especially in that intermediate area somewhere where they can truly unlock and haven't really yet a lot more 15 to 20 yard gains. And I think having two quarterbacks now in positions of power is going to hopefully put, you know, give him a little bit more comfort. We've heard, you know, what they think that Chase Daniel does for him. Maybe they can get more of that now with having two former quarterbacks involved. I mean, Joe Lombardi wasn't really that Shane Day. Like these guys were more prominent quarterbacks played in the NFL. Right. And have that experience. And I think that's important. So I want to kind of talk about that a little bit, as well as just Neusmeyer, having worked at the collegiate level, the NFL level, a lot of different quarterbacks and how that experience can kind of help him. But before we get into that, I do need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar, my favorite protein bar and the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try a Bilt Bar. We know that the holidays are now over, guys. Hopefully you're still sticking to your New Year's resolutions. But diets can really suck and they can really be boring at times. Get something that's going to break up the monotony with built Bar, and there's so many great flavors to choose from, like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond, just to name a few of them. So, so many good flavors, and you'll think, hey, can I eat something that tastes like a churro? Usually, your diet doesn't allow it, but with built Bars, most of the bars have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. You're getting a lot of pack in that punch right there, right? You're getting a ton of protein. And most importantly, you're getting something that tastes great. Because let's be honest, if it doesn't taste great, I'm just not going to eat it. And all the ballers are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And you can now find them at Sam's Club and go pick up a 13-bar box. Or you can go to Walmart, pick up a 4-bar box, and try a few different flavors and figure out which one is your favorite. And you can save some money if you go to BuiltBar.com. You can use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you can get 15% off your next order. Doug Newsmeyer, the new man in charge, the new man that's going to get all the credit or all the blame for how Justin Herbert plays in 2023, him and Kellen Moore, I guess. But this is, I I like the hire for the charge. I know some people are kind of wishy-washy about it. You know, I know some Cowboy fans probably weren't a big fan of it and maybe thought, you know, Dak's interceptions were his fault or whatever. But like Dak wasn't the quarterback that he was, you know, before the last few seasons. And that's been a lot of Kellen Moore. And a lot of Doug Neusmeyer, you would think. But this was an interesting part for the Chargers, Dave, because they did change things up a little bit, right? Before, they had Joe Lombardi, and they decided to go try to kind of mesh worlds. They tried to do Joe Lombardi and Shane Day, I think, to get some of that kind of Shanahanian offense built into it. But we never really saw it. And then, you know, obviously the, the Saints offense that Joe Lombardi was bringing on board. And I think they tried to, you know, smash those things together, even though those two guys had never coached with each other before and didn't have a history with, you know, each other. Yeah, Now it's different. Because now they have, you know, two guys that are super familiar with each other. We weren't sure if the Chargers were going to go that, you know, way. And I think this is the Chargers growing in a certain sense, right? And trying to change things up and do it a different way. This is where I think it helps them the most and why I think it was the right call, David. Because not only, you know, do we think Nussmeier will take over potentially if Kellen Moore leaves, you still have to install the offense this year. And I think that's where having two guys like this from that same offense is going to really help a lot.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it's hard for you to sit here and be able to say that Shane Day was going to be able to completely understand the Joe Lombardi style of offense when you exactly. He was trying to learn it himself and then trying to translate that to Justin Herbert to try to help him learn the offense. There's no such issue here with Kellen Moore and Doug Newsmeyer having worked very closely together. They understand the offense inside and out, and you have the gut that you're your play caller and your quarterbacks coach, the two people that are probably going to be spending the most time with your superstar quarterback with intimate knowledge of the offense. So there should be no issues with any questions of, Hey, how did you see that? Or how does this play supposed to work out? You have the translation. You understand all of that. That's extremely valuable. I think that connection familiarity breeds company. That's a situation that we have here. Hopefully that keeps that communication seamless and flawless. Yeah,
0: and any higher is a risk, right? That just because they're doing it the right way doesn't mean that the process, or the results are going to turn out just because the process went right, obviously. But you hope that this, you know, keeps Kellen Moore more in his comfort zone. We like yes. talking about Justin Herbert's comfort zone, but what about Kellen Moore's comfort zone? Yeah. Right? Do we want another person like a Shane Day coming in and trying to impose things on him when he's finally getting out of the shadow of Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. Right. I don't know if I want that. I think I want him to have the full autonomy and I think I want him to have somebody to kind of be that sounding board for him that knows what he's ultimately trying to achieve and gets the overall philosophy of the offense.
1: And one other thing I like, and I think is something to point out is that Doug Newsmeyer is a little bit older and the chargers coaching staff just as a whole is very, very very young. So to have a little bit of a veteran coach, someone who has experience at the college level, has experience at the pro level, to add with a young head coach, with a slew of uh, young coaches under him, I like that. I really feel like that's a a really positive step for the Chargers.
0: I agree. And it's funny because I feel like 52 is probably like a a middle-aged NFL coach, right? Yeah. It's like you are an old man on the Chargers coaching staff, definitely. (laughs) And Joe Lombardi was an older guy too, right? But This guy, the nice thing is he does also come with that play calling experience. Did play college, you know, or coached in college. I like the fact that it's two quarterbacks. I I think that is nice. I mean, obviously, there can be too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, something like that. But I like the fact that there's two quarterbacks kind of in charge of Justin Herbert's development. Two guys who have been in the NFL fire. For Newsmire, he was five years as a backup in the NFL Kellen Moore was Dak Prescott's backup at one point. Ryan was battling with Dak Prescott for a job, actually, Yeah, at one point. But both these guys get it. They get the rigors of the NFL. They get what it's like to be coached from guys like them, right? Yeah. They've been coached by their own offensive coordinators and quarterbacks, sure. coach trying to change things from, for them. Yeah, They have all that experience, which I think is invaluable. Like I've said before, I think yeah. the Chargers lucked out with Kellen Moore. But I do think that is something you know that can't be lost here. Like, Doug Newsmeyer was a, a – Division one, double a all-star, right? He was the Walter Payton man of the year, not man of the year. That's NFL Walter Payton of the year award, the MVP of division one, double a in 1993, won a gray cup in the CFL had the five seasons, but like put up big time numbers at Idaho when he played there. I I like that. I like that. Both these guys are former quarterbacks and kind of get that perspective of it too.
1: Well, it's the inventory of experiences at many different levels of football. We're talking college multiple different programs and then we're talking NFL. So it's a guy that's stepping into the the building that has cachet. that it was a player that understands. And Justin Herbert can say, okay, this guy's done there. He's, he's been there. He's done that. I know that I can trust what he has to say because he's done what I'm doing now. So that's always something that's going to be comforting. And you know, you can feel like, Hey, this guy gets me. And you know, when I'm communicating, he's going to understand what I'm saying and what I've been going through. Because, hey, the NFL is tough, man. So anytime you can have anybody to ease that transition or, you know, help you unlock your best potential, that's what you want.
0: Yeah, I think it does help. I mean, and I mean, I guess the three most important positions, because Brandon Staley, also a former college quarterback as well. Yep. So I I like that. And I think that does bring some value to it. How much? Hard to quantify. Sure, of course. But I do think another good thing about Doug Newsmeyer is a lot of different quarterbacks he's worked with. This is not... Anywhere near the first time he's had to come and learn a new quarterback, right, and, and kind of, you know, make an offense around them or be part of that. Quarterback yeah. coach for three years at Michigan State. Two years as quarterback coach with the St. Louis Rams. Fresno State quarterback coach in tw- 2008. Washington QB coach. Alabama OC and QB coach in 2012-2013. Play calling experience under Nick Saban. Not a bad place to be. Then no, no. Michigan oh, offensive coordinator from 2014. More play calling duties. And then Florida, big time SEC school. OC from 2015 to 2017. Another thing I think is a nice little feather in the cap for him, just having gone to a lot of different guys. Right, he's he's had yeah. he's been in this situation a lot of different times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's incredibly uh, valuable because you know he knows that he's going to step into this situation, have to learn Justin Herbert, and I'm sure yeah. you know everybody knows who he is, but can see what he does day in and day out and finding the the comfort zone
0: for a lot of different people, right? Yes. Should be able to easier find that more easily. Find it
1: definitely can find that comfort zone and can say, Hey, I worked with all different types of quarterbacks and I'm sure he took things that he liked from each one of those. And he gets to translate that to Justin Herbert. And that might make one thing click in Justin Herbert's mind. And that could change Things for how he performs, you just never know what knowledge, you know, gets brought to the table can make that type of difference.
0: Well, and the nice thing is too is he's never had a quarterback as good as Justin Herbert, right? I guess it depends Not on what at you all. think of Dak Prescott, but I mean, I'd firmly put Herbert ahead of Dak at this point. Yeah. So like he gets his best, you know, play thing to have. Like he gets yeah. is his the best chance, you know, at building the perfect quarterback, you know, and just being helping some dude achieve the next level of greatness. And that's really all there is left it for Justin Herbert at this point. Right. Like the winning, all that stuff. That's more team oriented as far as yeah. just production wise. There's only one place for Justin Herbert to get to. Right. And it's that next tier of the Mahomes is yeah. and the Josh Allen's and the, it's Burrows, the MVP consistently. Level. Yeah, yeah. Consistently being named with the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably in that second tier right now. He's trying to help him break through into that top tier. And I think, you know, yeah. We know that he has the talent to do it. We don't know if Doug Newsmeyer is going to be the perfect guy for this job. But as far as what the Chargers had available to them, as far as what made sense philosophy-wise, I think I really like this hire. And I do think it'll be beneficial for Justin Herbert to have two dudes coming from the same mind, not Shane Day and Joe Lombardi coming at him separately, you know, trying to teach a new offense. Two dudes that should be in lockstep and ready to kind of get this thing forward and hopefully accelerate the process, right? That's what you're hoping. This familiarity can help accelerate the process. Joe Lombardi's talking about football one-on-one. Hopefully they can get past one-on-one in this new first offseason with Kellen Moore and company. But that wasn't the only new hire that the Chargers ended up making because they have a new linebacker coach in the building. Which is kind of interesting, David, because we're watching two linebackers who just came off their best seasons ever with Drew Tranquil. And Kazir White wasn't enough. Darius Wynn wasn't enough. They went and got Ryan Ficken. Michael Wilhoyt. Now they have a new guy in charge. Hopefully, he can take the linebackers in the right direction. But I do need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We know football's over, and it is very sad. But the great news is FanDuel always has great options of things to bet with. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means even if you lose, you can win. And my favorite way to lose is also winning. So that's great. But you get bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. And all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. That's what I love. I love play- player props. So whether it's player points, rebounds, assists, et cetera, whatever you want to bet on, they have it there at FanDuel. And they have exclusive bets that you can only find on FanDuel, like the 2 by 3 That means you're betting on someone two three-pointers in the first three minutes of a game. That's risky. of a payout though if you can get it done plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets at a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay don't miss out on your chance guys with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA we talked about you know the coach that gets all the the praise right the big time news of the quarterbacks coach getting all the All the swagger today. But you know, hey, I'm a linebacker. I used to play linebacker. So let's talk about the linebacker coach because the Chargers have a new one. It's been reported that they have hired Jeff Howard as their inside linebackers coach. He was the passing game coordinator and DB coach for the Browns over the last few seasons. Another important distinction, I think. Not fired from the Browns, hired directly away from the Browns, even though they had some changes on their staff. I don't I mean, as far as I know, he was just stolen. He wasn't, you know, just picked up off the, the free agent heat. But David, what do you think of this move? I mean, it is an interesting choice going with a DB coach here, but he does have, you know, an extensive resume in the league. I mean, he comes with some experience for sure.
1: Yeah, 10 years in the NFL, um, mostly with the Vikings, then with the Cleveland Browns. Under Mike Zimmer,
0: though, like Mike Zimmer is a very, very good defensive coach. That's not a bad dude to kind of, you know, cut your teeth
1: with at all. A guy that has frustrated the Chargers on a couple of different Uh, occasions. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely not. Don't recommend watching the Chargers Vikings games at all. They were not fun, (laughs) uh, especially recently. Not a good experience. Uh, But one thing I do like, uh, at least, that he was an assistant linebackers coach, so he has somewhat experience, a lot of experience on the defensive side. And you see this a lot, especially with position coaches that you don't necessarily find just a career linebackers coach or a career sure. edge coach. They usually bounce from position group to position group. And so this is, is pretty normal. Um, Yeah. I, I like it. You bring in a guy into the building that has a ton of NFL coaching experience.
0: Yeah. And you wonder, you know, like, is this going to potentially help the chargers as far as coverage goes? Right. Is that, is that kind of the focal point of this move? Cause it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, Drew Tranquil was good in coverage. Cam Murray had his moments for sure, but linebackers covering people has not been, you're not going to mistake either of these guys for, you know, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. Right. And some of that is just your personnel and and you have what you have to work with. Right. But even though David, he hasn't really coached linebackers like that. And you're right. I mean, a lot of it is like, they're just different steps, just different levels of getting higher. You know, you go tight ends coach then you go, you know, running backs coach, to offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, whatever, you know, it's just all kind of part of the hierarchy of making your way up in the NFL. And I mean, this is a dude who stuck around stuck around for multiple regimes with the Vikings, right? Got hired away with Kevin Stefanski when he went to the Browns. Someone, you know, that he obviously knows well. But the other thing is, too, David, is this dude was an All-American linebacker at Eastern New Mexico State. So, like, this is not a guy that, you know, is new to this position at all. This is a guy that followed his dad to a smaller college, right? Division I, AA. But he excelled an all-american like that is something that i think obviously gives you you know some credibility there sure. and he's also probably a genius as well because kind of like justin herbert he graduated cum laude with a biology degree in chemistry as well so got another oh, science goodness. freak in here but i mean i think that is one area you know that the chargers definitely can improve but at the same time Dave, we don't even know kind of who he has at this point right we don't know what's yeah. gonna happen with drew tranquil if he's left with just kenneth murray and the kind of other remaining parts you know Younger guys like Nick Neiman and Aman Bamiga, like that is going to play a big part of it as well.
1: Yeah, if if that's the situation, uh, the cupboard is kind of barren. Okay, that, <laughs> that is that, and and hey, I think we saw some positive strides from Kenneth Murray last year. Some yeah, for sure. That you that you actually liked. You know, you you didn't flip on the tape and say, "Man, I hated this performance game after game," which. You know, a couple of seasons before that, I I mean, you could say that there was a lot of different things. And again, the the Chargers were moving around Kenneth Murray to different, you know, he played edge for positions. He played edge, which really had no position playing edge. He was not productive whatsoever. Um, But one of the things that you saw this year for Kenneth Murray is they put him in situations where he can just. Go downhill and attack like a heat seeking missile and you know, throw himself into the defense, into the offensive line, which I feel like Sometimes to a fault. You
0: know, yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. He torpedoed a couple times, but you saw some positive steps from him this year. So at least you have that to work with. But man, Drew Tranquil walks. I mean, that's that's gonna be a, a, a very scary situation.
0: Well, and I think that's kind of part of the reason why we were, you know, surprised that Michael Wilhoyt was let go to begin with. Like, right? yeah. Zier White has a career season under him, you know, turns in, develops into, blooms into, you know, yeah. a great linebacker under Michael Wilhoyt, who, like this, you know, ha- played linebacker at the NFL level, right, and yeah. had that experience. A uh, higher I was initially excited about, sure. And then has Drew Trankle this year go on and have a career season. Gives Kenneth Murray the best season we've ever seen from him. At the same time, though, like, I think when you're looking at kind of areas of the team you weren't getting enough defensively, it's hard to say the linebackers wouldn't be one of them, right? Like, I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, crazy to think that the Chargers could get more out of that position. You know, Braden Fajoko was trying to replace Kenneth Murray yesterday. I mean, shouldn't take any shots or anything. But, like, <laughs> obviously, like, there is some room for them to improve there. And I think that's why it was surprising to see Michael Wilhoy go. But the last time we saw him let somebody go like that, it turned out okay in Ryan ficken
1: <laughs> yeah I, it was a surprise i mean it was really? a surprise because i yeah. felt like you know like i just said i felt like the linebackers the only defensive had, coach
0: to go to i think
1: right yeah. now we're
0: thinking about it the only right guy. so
1: it just makes you feel like there's something there behind the scenes yeah, that you, weird. You, you don't, you know, you don't get to, you know, understand you don't get, how you're or there was a to.
0: frustration. Yeah. From brain failure or, you know, defensive coaches about, you know, some things maybe that weren't getting done. Right. We?
1: Yeah. Knowledge you're not privy to. So yeah, it was a move I was surprised about because I felt like the linebackers actually took steps forward and had some progression, but yeah. Hey, this is, this happens in the NFL. The NFL is a business. And if you are not up to snuff of what the head coach is expecting especially a defensive head coach who for sure has his eyes glued more so to that side of the ball you're not doing what he needs you to do then he's going to go find somebody else that can or that you know he thinks can so enter Jeff Howard and hopefully we continue to see some progression from the linebackers because if Drew Trinkle does leave you are going to need to develop those guys like Nick Neiman, like, a- like Eamon, you need to get the best out of those guys. And I don't feel like, you know, you can sit here and say you're ready to put those guys on the field on defense on a more permanent basis.
0: Well, I think the one thing you hope with Mike Will Hoyt is like, I hope it wasn't Kenneth Murray related, right? Like yeah. not being able to get Kenneth Murray to the level he needed to be at just because it's like, that's something multiple dudes have tried. Right. And he probably got the closest to it, you know? So yeah. it's hard to really blame him at all for that. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the higher, I, I think as far as the linebackers go and as far as this situation specifically, like Darius Witten got fired and we were surprised a little bit because we saw progression yeah. from the special teams, right? We saw them move from the worst team in the NFL to somewhere in the mid-20s, which still was bad, right? And I think maybe that's kind of what this is. Yes, the linebackers were progressing. Yeah. But maybe they weren't progressing quickly enough. Maybe right. it wasn't the imp- enough, you know, they didn't improve enough to get to where they needed to be. And maybe that's where he thinks that they can go with Jeff Howard. So like Doug Newspire, we don't know how these coaching hires are going to sure. work out, but we kind of see the, you know, the process here and why they're doing it. And we understand why they're doing it. And let's be honest, right? The whole defense needs to get better. So if this is a no guy, no. you know, and, and maybe more should have rolled on that side of the ball because the Chargers did not play well defensively for most of the season. They played terribly and they went up against good offenses. Where, guess what? When you get to the playoffs, that's all there is. So, yep. you need to get better there. Maybe he's the first step in the kind of the right direction. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Thank you to everyone who kind of showered us with praise for the Braden Fayoko interview. We are very happy with how that went. And, you know, we're going to try to do more stuff like that going forward and, you know, ask good questions and kind of get some of these Chargers players and some of these guests to open up a little bit more. So, to make sure you guys don't miss episodes like that and today's episode and tomorrow's episode, Make sure you guys are following wherever you get your podcast from and subscribe to the Lockdown Charges YouTube channel. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find the show's Twitter account at Lockdown LAC. And you can also find our Twitters at For Me, Dan Talk Sports, and David at Drow Talk SD. We are getting into Fan Mail Friday tomorrow, guys. So make sure you guys get your questions in. You can call into 323 524 7924 on the Lockdown Charges voicemail line. Leave a 30 second question. You are likely. To get on the show, if you can do that, and you can also hit us up on Twitter. We'll put a post out. You can put your question for Fame Mail Friday in the YouTube comments if you're watching on there right now. Make sure you guys get involved. We're turning it over to you tomorrow. and Get into some great things, but that's gonna do it for us today, guys. We will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go, bolts.